Hello, and welcome to IRI Growth Insights, featuring IRI thought leaders, industry partners, and guests. For more than 40 years, IRI has been known for its invaluable data, but these podcasts delve into the insights the data reveal to fuel market disruption and market growth for those in the CPG, retail, healthcare, and media markets. Hello, and welcome to the next edition of the Growth Insights Podcast. My name is Jonna Parker, not Joan Triggs, and this week I'll be filling in for Joan because it is yet another in our Fresh Perspectives with Sally and Jonna uh, series, and this one's very timely. We're going to be talking about fresh foods in the era of inflation, which definitely seems to be the hottest topic we're getting questions on, given the price of food going up. So Sally Lyons-Wyatt will be joining me. His joining me here today, and we will be sharing our thoughts and latest findings from our most recent Top Trends in Fresh, which was a webinar that broadcast on May 19th. So to kick off this conversation, Sally, uh, you know, looking at, you know, we've done this now talk about inflation in fresh foods for probably the last six months, right? Because we really started to see, especially the price of meat and other supply chain pressures hit the perimeter starting really last Q4. So now that we're six to seven months into this, one of the stats that struck me that led off our conversation yesterday is, yes, we're still seeing 90 some odd percent of Americans who are concerned about food inflation, but unlike when we did Top Trends in Fresh last fall, we're now seeing folks who perceive the cost of groceries to be higher to start to change their behavior because of it. And I think most interestingly, folks are looking for sales and deals. Most often about half of consumers are, but we've also seen an uptick in consumers looking for different brands, or in the case of fresh, lower priced options. And I think that's really important as we look at the broader spectrum of fresh today. But I know I'd love to hear from you, especially as you look at both center store and fresh, what you're seeing as it relates to where the price impacts are really hitting here in the current period. Um, thanks, John, and appreciate the time today. One of the things that um, has accelerated is price increases in the store. And in, in as much as the fact that just this week, this is the week, uh, this is Friday the 20th when we're recording it. And this week there have been two really tough days on the market where CPG has taken a hit, Target, Walmart, amongst others. And that hit is because we've really gotten, gotten to a plateau where consumers are indeed saying enough is enough. And the and the Wall Street is saying enough is enough. We have to be able to find a way to um, make foods more affordable to consumers and stop the price increases. It's gotten to a point where fresh was kind of on a stair step throughout 21 into 22. And center store was lagging behind some, but now has actually outpaced um, the fresh categories. And when you think about fresh, we've seen a two different sides of the spectrum. We've seen where meat and produce have kind of hit that wall. Like if they go too much higher, we're going to we're going to start to see massive declines of volume and dollar sales because consumers are just at a point where it's getting too expensive, but they want it. It's still in demand, but it's definitely getting where everybody needs to monitor that very closely. 
And then you see on the other side of the spectrum, the kind of that service arena of deli and bakery providing solutions to consumers to solve their needs. And they're willing to pay for that to a point. So we've seen deli and bakery see a nice increase in, in volume sales and also an increase in dollar sales. Part of that is because of being able to provide variety, solutions, different flavors, appealing to different occasions. And so it's kind of winning that. And what we see from, you mentioned promotions, I'll just kind of gently talk about the fact that, look, as we were going through 20 and 21, it was all about premiumization, larger sizes, and that was going not only in total food and beverage, but also we saw a lot of that happening in fresh as well. But as we've moved through 22 and we're sitting in May, it really is all about price that's been driving sales. And some of that, again, has been okay, like in a deli and a bakery, but in other areas, we're starting to see that pinch. So I know you have some opinions on what that means some of our both retailers and manufacturers listening might need to do. Yeah, you really hit on the fact that at the end of the day, we look at spreadsheets and, and data where all of these items in the store are on equal rows. And the reality is, is what purpose someone's buying them for and how many people buy them is where we really do see a different impact at retail and how consumers are behaving today. Just because someone is absolutely watching their pennies and they're saying things like, I need non-essential items, for many, something like a prepared rotisserie chicken is an essential item, right? And it allows them to make multiple meals. Trade-offs aren't necessarily between fresh and center. They're really between what meal am I going to make? What solution am I going to provide for? And how do I do that? So my total basket ring is economical. And I think that's really interesting when you talk about this role promotion is played versus everyday price increase. We have seen some areas like deli entrees, which are fully ready to heat or ready to eat meals sold through the fresh perimeter deli. The main majority of some of their price increase is still based on mixed shift and premiumization. Sushi, for example, at grocery stores is doing phenomenally right now. Similarly, we see a lot of items that are sandwich makers or breakfast solutions at home also doing really well. Because honestly, while we might look at that and say, gosh, the price of you know sliced bread or deli lunch meat is up 8, 9, 10%, to a consumer, it's still a lot cheaper than getting breakfast or coffee outside the home. And I think that remains a big key takeaway. I think the other piece is fresh is so complex, right? And that's really, I think, what we were talking about in the webinar for folks in this industry. We often say that fresh is really a, an inflation fighter um, because people need it and they want to go to their grocery store for it. But fresh is so complex right now. Um, just like within center store in any aisle in any department, we have tiers of you know, from premium to value. And it doesn't mean that people always run to the bottom. We also have different needs that uh, the role of the certain category plays. So a category like deli cheese, for example, may not be in and of itself very sensitive to price change, meaning if you just run that department or that category, you're not going to see a lot of variability with the price changes. But individual items have a lot of sensitivity difference. So the example for that we're seeing right in, in cheese is we're now looking and have the ability to measure price sensitivity, i.e. consumer reaction to price change in the marketplace. And in the current last 13 weeks, consumers are more price sensitive in deli sliced cheese 
whereas they're less sensitive about deli service sliced lunch meat. And you might think, well, why? They're both ordered at a service case. They're both used for sandwiches, et cetera. But if you think about it, if a consumer is making a sandwich at home instead of going out for it, they might want the highest quality deli meat. They might actually have a brand or a flavor, a preference that they like, a certain thickness of the slice. That really makes them Yes, not completely insensitive to price change, but a little bit more willing to have a price change, right? Um, because they really need that item and it solves for them. Whereas sliced cheese has a lot of other things in the store and maybe that service case isn't as differentiated. We did a lot of study in this webinar about what is and isn't sensitive, but I think the big key takeaway I have is you can't go into these fresh categories and not understand their nuances that really speak to consumers at that specific level. And I know, Sally, you've done so much work in this space, especially with your clients in produce, as well as across the entire store, uh, you know, what do you see in fresh from a pricing standpoint, positioning standpoint, that's a big opportunity? I think, you know, one of, there was a question asked yesterday on our webinar, and it was around, you know, is it really still just promotion, you know, driving promotion to drive volume? And I would say right now, it is actually something that you need to be considering. And the reason why is this. Consumers aren't just myopically going in and shopping in fresh. They are going in and shopping, as Jonna mentioned, for a solution, whether that's a party or a dinner or a lunch or a breakfast or a snack or, you know, a big gathering. And when they do that, they're trying to figure out, all right, I have $15 that I can spend for this, whatever it is. What can I do to go and get it? The first thing consumers are doing is looking, well, what's on sale? What can I get that maybe that could be my lead item for whatever this occasion or solution is? So I do think promotions right now, um, we've kind of gotten away from them because we were in a period where there wasn't a lot of sensitivity in both Center Store and Fresh. But I think we're turning that corner. You know, again, it depends on how you listen to. Are we in a recession or we're coming into a recession? Either way, consumers are concerned. And either way, they are absolutely trying to manage their pocketbook. So we are starting to see where promotions are starting to be a little bit more. Um, and I, I definitely, I think you had some great examples of some ads that you saw. And then I want to piggyback after you talk about those ads on some additional opportunities that we see for the fresh um universe to really help drive sales as we go through the rest of 22 and into 23. I think you're right. I think there's two components to promotion that we have to talk about and less about price and discount and more about what lever do you want to pull. And the number one lever, if you're a retailer promoting, especially in your weekly ad and whether you're distributing that weekly ad in circular which many of us still talk about, or on your webpage, you're always, we're always talking about weekly ad and what fresh, fresh is still absolutely anchoring that weekly ad at grocery retail. And even though we have all of this data, and of course, you know, in the webinar we talk about, we are still seeing price discounts. We are still seeing, especially in meat and seafood, promotion being critically important. The interesting observation I had that I shared on the webinar, I live here in Phoenix, and so there's three local grocers in the supermarket channel, and then there's also, right, we're a robust market with a wide variety of super centers, club, a natural grocer, and Aldi has just entered our market. And my observation that I shared, which still kind of is astounding to me, all three grocers their ads for the last week were almost identical when it came to front of page fresh. And my theory, knowing the industry, right, is there probably was some really hot pricing in the marketplace for suppliers on ground beef, on 
red bell peppers. I mean, it was this specific and on uh, pork chops and ribs. Okay. Three very specific items. And one might say, oh yes, it's Phoenix. You know, let's promote some peppers. Oh, it's grilling season in Phoenix. It just started to get really hot, but all three looked identical. So then what's the role of the ad, right? Is it not when you're distributing it to try to get different feet traffic or someone like me who goes to all three to pick you over your other competitors. But the reality now in every single market, right? Is that there's also so much more than just those three grocers where I could buy beef, pork, and peppers. And so I just happened to look at some non-grocery channel retailers who don't, of course, do weekly ads as much. And I found that all other of the four, so Mass Supersetter, Walmart, and Target, they were solution-oriented on their web pages and what they were promoting. Walmart was all about grilling season with very different items. Target was featuring Bright Start Breakfast with fresh and non-fresh items. Very timely. The natural grocer was really leading with some really interesting and differentiated varieties. And frankly, I did end up actually shopping them last week because of it. And then last, Aldi is a new market entrant. Really has been astounding me because the front of their ad had fresh leading and looked a lot like the other three at supermarkets, right? Aldi's trying to get out of the image that they're not a grocer. However, what they were promoting, I know from our data, are some of the top frequently purchased items, and they were offering them on really hot prices. Chicken breasts, fresh grapes, and tomatoes on the vine. All three may not have been um, the best price from a supply standpoint, but they knew to get new feet and change people from being maybe a fry shopper or a Walmart shopper, they had to go with the products that people were buying most often. And that was, you know, to me, to wrap up this section, and I want to hear so much more because what I said yesterday on the webinar, Sally, is okay, this is great. We need to still promote. It's a great lever. But why are we leaning on what we've always done? Because there's so many more ways to promote now. So I think it's because we're comfortable, right? So everybody's kind of comfortable in the ways that they've done it, but we have to stop. We have to get out of our comfort zone. We have to embrace the new digital social. And many people listening are already doing it. So this isn't like nobody's doing it, but it's not being done in wide swath. And when you leverage TikTok or Snapchat or Instagram or any of the other mediums, especially the younger generation is is, is embracing, you're going to be able to get more views, more audience, and then ultimately more sales because it's inspiring. Consumers can see it. They can feel like they're engaged. They absolutely, it could be a hashtag, like the TikTok made me do buy it or, you know, snacking, um, pound snacking. So you've got so many different ways that you can engage with consumers, excite them, delight them. It's economical. You can leverage verified audiences. So there are people that you know have purchased you in the past and you want to go after them to purchase more. Or it could be that you want to go get people that haven't ever purchased your products. Either way, you can be very laser focused, targeted, and be able to monitor and measure how well that's done through different types of of lift measurements. But we have to get out of the comfort zone as we turn the corner into the rest of 22, into 23, and broaden our ability to embrace the consumer when it comes to fresh, when it comes to solutions, showing them not just good old-fashioned recipes, but inspiration. We need that right now, and fresh is a great venue to be able to leverage that inspirational um, techniques and put that in multiple channels across the media. 
I love that point. I always think about digital as the great equalizer because 20 years ago, even 10 years ago, so much advertising was really anchored in the big budget consumer packaged goods, right? Because you needed television advertising and, you know, spread out. But now with digital, you can have a very small size campaign, but extremely effective. So as we're kind of wrapping up here to summarize, fresh in the age of inflation, I just wanted to share some of the things I heard. And then Sally also asked for your parting thoughts on what our suppliers and retailers should think about for the summer. But just to summarize, right, we are definitely seeing consumers respond to price increases in the marketplace, but do not assume they're jumping to the lowest common denominator. And I think our strongest recommendation as we look to the summer is think about smarter and more effective strategies that bring you out of your comfort zone. We're still seeing toes in the water in so many spots where now I know from working with so many to the supplier community, those who are becoming more savvy and even thinking about themselves the way a larger CPG would, even if they might only be a small produce grower or just a part of the you know meat supply chain, they are having dollars and cents impact. Um, but Sally, I'd love your thoughts on as, you know, as we approach the summer and seeing this consumer response, what do you think the, the fresh community should be thinking about? Because summer is typically our top season to drive volume. It is. And I'm sure there's plans already in place, but I would, en- I would encourage you to relook at them. Relook at what your strategies are. Make sure that you're being as effective as possible, because I will tell you, we are seeing sensitivity to price change now on almost a daily basis because of what's going on around us with the economic impact of gas prices and, and labor shortages and impacting the supply chain, as well as just the getting supplies themselves. Everything that is impacting the consumer from rent, gas, all of that is really playing, paying a toll on our consumers. So look at it, try and get a little bit more effective with it, and then leverage some of these other mediums that are pretty inexpensive to communicate your message, communicate the combined message of you and your retail partners. And if you're a retailer, broaden your reach. Some of you already get out of your comfort zone. Some of you might not. Get out of the comfort zone and really make sure that you are primed for summer as well as getting the back to school and winter holidays. I love that point. And I think the phrase that I've been saying now for many years in this industry, but feels so timely from, again, May 20th, 2022, what got us here won't get us there. This decade is shaping up to be different. This year is shaping up to be the most different and erratic. And we have the tools. We have the knowledge now. It's just about applying it. So thank you so much for joining me, Sally, um, on this edition of Fresh Perspectives on the Growth Insights podcast. Um, And take care, everyone. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening. Please become a subscriber and let us know what you want to learn more about. We'll serve it up in a future IRI Growth Insights episode. Look for us wherever you get your podcasts and be sure to review IRI Growth Insight. Also, visit us on the web at iriworldwide.com and connect with us on Twitter, Facebook, and LinkedIn.